Do you want to live dangerously? I do not want to live that dangerously. Really? No. Just for the premium no, subscribers? No, I don't. I do premium not. Premium subscribers. Would no. you like to hear us? My name is Abby and I'm the voice behind the Evolving Love Project. In this podcast, my husband and I deep dive into the topics of non-monogamy and polyamory, drawing from our experiences of being consensually non-monogamous for almost a decade. My name is Liam. Whether you're monogamous, polyamorous, curious or anything in between, we invite you to join us for this conversation. Let's begin. I am still on a high from our podcast with Christopher Ryan. Yeah, that was a a truly wild ride and it was insane to be able to spend... (laughs) Should we tell our listeners why we're laughing? Uh, Yeah, I I forgot to turn notifications off on uh, my computer, which we are recording this podcast on and uh, a lovely lady happens to be sending me... (laughs) Sending me messages right now as we record this. We are just getting into our podcast flow and the drop downs are happening. Yes. But uh, luckily for me, the drop downs are just this person's name (laughs) as opposed to uh, um, lots of uh, things that might be within these messages, which I don't know what they're in. Oh my gosh. What a tangent. We're already on a tangent. Christopher Ryan. Yes. Christopher Ryan is an absolute legend. And it was just. Beautiful man. It was just amazing to be able to spend time with someone who thinks so deeply and he's just so fun. Oh, my gosh. He's so funny. That story of him being in Spain and the Australian morning show hosts and that whole situation with the Catholic priest, my goodness, I just was laughing my head off when he was telling that story and cringing. Mm, I feel like he has just an incredible ability to draw on all these just insane experiences that he's had throughout his life. He's lived just, I feel like he's lived a thousand lives. Mm, Very interesting, man. I remember, I can't remember which podcast it was on, but I heard him share on a podcast that before he dies, he'll write like a last memoir that's going to like hold nothing back. Ooh. But he said that he's going to do it like right before he dies or something. And just drop all these crazy stories. And all the crazy stories and all of the crazy sex stories. Because, I mean, if anyone's got crazy sex stories, it's definitely that guy. It's got to be him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What well, It was honestly such a treat to, um, yeah, share some time with him. And it was his birthday as well. So, mm. he, so he took a few hours out of his day on his birthday to, to come and chat to a few Aussies mm. all the way out here talking about non-monogamy and all, all, all of the other things as well. And one thing that I found really interesting about what he was saying was that he has, uh, you know, he's actually kind of enjoyed not talking as much about non-monogamy. He doesn't really want to be pigeonholed necessarily as the guy that wrote Sex at Dawn. Mm, and also the way that he's just enjoying his life now. I really appreciated the way he shared that he doesn't need to share his opinion on everything. He doesn't need to be part of the conversation. It's just as mm. he feels he can enter it, he doesn't feel that sort of like, oh, I have to like share all of my thoughts on everything like he would have felt when he was younger. And he had some very beautiful, wise reflections. Yeah. So if you have not yet checked out the Christopher Ryan episode, we would like to invite you to do so Mm -hmm. because it's an absolute banger and we're very proud of it. But yes, and we've also, in addition to doing uh, the Christopher Ryan podcast, we also have had two weeks or two consecutive weeks of conversation nights, Mm. uh, one in Canberra and one in Sydney, and we had the topic of taboo. Oh my gosh, so many interesting taboos came up and it's just fascinating to hear, you know, what one person might consider to be a taboo is not a taboo to another and, Mm. oh, it was just fantastic and funny. So funny. 
so funny and kind of hot as well. There was lots of uh, there was lots of uh, hot taboos that were mentioned at, the, at various nights, and also some uh, taboos that were just you know really interesting uh, to think about. And it's fascinating to see people kind of joining together. We have about uh, a little over twenty people coming along to these conversation nights to each conversation night, and people always bring just an amazing array of of different ways of looking at things and different ways of approaching non monogamy and. Or some of them, uh, some of the people who came recently are, are not yet doing anything non-monogamous, mm. which is which is really interesting. Yeah, they were just interested to come and be a part of the conversation. I feel like the topic of taboo was a beautiful reminder that you know what one person considers you know hot and sexy and exciting would be a taboo to another. It's just that beautiful reminder to you know, not yuck someone's yum and mm. to just stay open-minded and understand that, gosh, you know, it's everybody is so different and what might make someone go, oh, my goodness, that's just wild is someone else's, you know, go-to, their their fantasy or their pleasure or their excitement mm. and it's just fantastic. I love it. Yes, and I did, uh, as part of the both evenings, I did read an excerpt from the book Insatiable Wives by Dr. David Lay and uh, – Hopefully we'll we'll get him on the podcast because that book is incredible. And if you have not read that uh, book, dear listener, I invite you to check it out. Especially <laughs> if you have an insatiable wife in your periphery. Oh my gosh, your new favorite book! Yeah, it it really is wonderful. But I, I won't get too too deep into that book because hopefully we'll be able to chat about that one. Uh, with David. Mm -hmm. And then also coming up is your women's retreat in a few months. Yes, I'm so excited. Bookings are rolling in. There are still a, there are still a few places. I have people coming from all over the place, mm. from Sydney, from the Northern Rivers again. Someone, someone from Townsville so, just booked in? Yeah, someone just booked in who's flying down from Townsville. So it's going to be amazing. I cannot wait. Yeah, that's going to be a special, a special weekend. Yeah, yeah. A, a special time. But for today's episode for our premium episode today uh we thought we'd play a little experiment and on instagram often you'll you'll kind of open things up for questions mm. and you'll say okay everyone dm me a question and i'll write some answers and occasionally with some of the older podcast episodes we've also done um some voice memo mm -hmm. uh voice memo questions which has been really fun but it always has an interesting dynamic because people um, have to put their name to the question. Mm. So what we decided this time was to actually open up for questions anonymously. Mm. Through an app called NGL, I think. Yes, and we're still trying to figure out what NGL stands for. <laughs> yeah, we don't know, but we know that it's anonymous, which makes which makes the questions pretty exciting. Some of them are a bit bold. Some of them are a bit unusual and... Some of them are just beautiful, vulnerable sharings. And I'm always wondering who they're from. My mind is always ticking away, wondering if I know. Mm. Well, to be honest, I thought there would be a lot more kind of wildness in the in the questions. Mm. I was expecting there to be like people's phone numbers saying, hit me up, trying to score some, score some dates with you. But uh, there wasn't really much of that, was there? Well, there were a few messages that were asking what I'm up to this weekend. One of the messages uh, was like, how old are you? With you spelt you, like the mm. letter U. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, uh, old enough to uh, write you as a full word, <laughs> I think is the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the, there was there was definitely some, some funny questions, but well, let's kick it off. Okay. 
let's kick it off with the first question. Uh, so the first question is, of course, anonymous. And this is the question. I'll read it in full. What rules regarding date planning do you have? My husband is spontaneous and wants more freedom to act last minute, e.g. to stay at his girlfriend's place, than I'm comfortable with and it hurts. Mm, that's hard. That's a tricky one. Ooh. So what rules regarding date planning do we have is the, probably the first place to start. Mm. I don't know if we have specific rules, mm. but we do have timings, as yes. we've spoken about, which we yes. which helps yep. hormonal cycle. I'm down for a spontaneous date, as in for you to go on a spontaneous date, Ooh. I think. Okay. Yeah, because I think, but I think that's also you sort of would gauge where I'm at and what mood yes. I'm in. I don't think I'd suggest a spontaneous date if it was a kamikaze mission. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have done that in the past. I feel like I have suggested dates and then very quickly realized that that was a bad idea to suggest a date that spontaneous. Look, I mean, I do feel that I'm sometimes it just, I'm a bit all over the place. So I don't really have one set response, which is a go-to or one set time or approach. Mm. Yeah. I remember recently you said something like, oh, I'm just going to go and have coffee with someone like tomorrow. And I was like, mm. who is that person? What's happening? Yeah. This is all happening quickly. What? Like, how are we at that point? Yeah. Like I just, but I think I was busy in that moment and it was just, I was just busy and it irritated me a little bit. Yeah. But that coffee did happen. It did. So there wasn't a rule that kind of shot down the, the impromptu coffee day. No. And I'm so glad that it happened. But what if I had said... I am going over to someone's house tonight, same day. Mm, well, my mind always looks to the week. Okay. And what is happening, you know, maybe what happened yesterday, what's mm-hmm. happening tomorrow, bandwidth, all of that. Um, yeah, look, I wouldn't say that I would be opposed to that. Mm. What do you think? Well, th- Do you think I'm lying through my teeth right now? Oh, I'm trying to figure it out. I think... I think it probably is a more complicated answer. I feel that <laughs> I feel that uh, it depends on the partner. Mm. Like if it's a pre- if it's a if it's a partner who I've been seeing for a long time, I feel like that actually allows a bit more trust within the spontaneity. Mm. So if it's someone that I've never seen before, and it's like a straight up like booty call, fun situation. Mm-hmm. I feel like there might be less leeway for something like that. But mm. if it's a partner that I've seen for, you know, before and, and you know well, mm-hmm. I feel like that might allow a bit more spontaneity. Mm. Mm. Is that possible? I think that's possible. Mm. Yeah, I, I think so. What about for me? How do you feel if I'm like, hey, Liam, I'm going on a date tonight? Okay, how many hours notice? Well, Well, I know that it will take you a long time to get ready. You know, I have to, you know that I like to do all the things. I have to like emotionally prepare. I have Mm -hmm. to make sure I've got a cute outfit, Mm -hmm. you know, make sure that my hair is washed. I have very long hair. It takes a long time to wash it (laughs) and you'd put it in the curls and you do the whole thing and that takes ages. Okay. Well, that sounds really intense. That makes me think of like, people might think that you mean hot curls. I have these overnight hilarious thing oh it's pretty incredible it's like the you know heatless thing and it all wraps up and i I twisted it into the back and i end up looking like Anne Boleyn. 
Yeah, yeah, you look like an Edwardian, like maiden. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I sometimes wear it around to the shops. You did wear it to the shops the other day, oh, on the way to Sydney. I did. Is that right? Yeah, because you wanted to, to have beautiful hair, beautiful mm. locks for the Sydney conversation. And you did, but it meant that when we stopped in, was it Goulburn? When we stopped in Goulburn, people were kind of, we're looking at you a little differently. One guy came up and spoke to me. He was like, mm. that is a cool hairstyle. I've never seen that before. What's going on? And I was like, oh, it's actually my hair sort of curlers. It gives it this wave, you know, so that it doesn't, mm. doesn't just fall flat. I think he thought it was a, a hair accessory. Yeah. Like he thought it was like the hip young thing to do. Exactly. Or maybe he was just trying to hit on you and that was the, the best he had. Mm. Okay, back to the date, Liam. Okay, sorry, back to the date. How are you feeling? I'm like, I'm going on a date tonight. I'm you know that I'm sometimes excited for something like that. If I'm in the mood, I'm like, oh, I wish I was yeah. going on a date tonight. That's true. You just need someone to go on a date with. That's the <laughs> that's the, that's the real trick. Uh, I think I'd be super into it. Yeah. I'd be super into it. I'd be more worried and interested in whether you truly wanted to go on the date and whether you, if you went on the date, you wouldn't be like, oh, I wish I just stayed in. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Because sometimes you can be like, I'm in it. Let's do it. Spontaneity. And then as you're getting ready, I can see that you're just like, oh, I would have actually just rather watched The Crown. I do like watching The Crown. <laughs> you know, I do like snuggling up and watching a show. Yeah. I have to be in the mood to go on a date. Yeah. So I guess the spontaneity. For anyone listening, I haven't been dating much recently. Yeah, that's the that's the backstory with that one. So I'm I'm actually super open to the spontaneity. But one thing that this question does raise, which is kind of a, an important distinction, was that this particular person's partner um, wanted to stay at his girlfriend's place mm-hmm. and he wants more freedom to act last minute. Mm. So that kind of that kind of I mean staying over the night that's that's actually probably an important distinction to make cuz we're talking about going on a date. Mm. Like going on a date and then coming home. Mm-hmm. But staying over the night mm-hmm. is like way more intense. Mm. And I don't think you've ever just casually just stayed over the night. Never. It's always it's always been like you have done it once or twice, but it's been very intentional. Yeah, very intentional. Mm. It's not – I do like to have my own space. Yeah. I feel like I'm at a point in my life where I like to have my own space. I like to have my own shower before I go to bed and just have my own time. I'm not sort of big on the sleepovers mm. with mm. other partners. Yeah. But then when you when you do that, that actually allows me to prepare myself like the thoughts of it. You know, mm. so I can actually like emotionally prepare for how, you know, intense it might be or, I mean, I love it. But if if I was to feel like any like adverse emotions, mm-hmm. because I know it's like a planned thing, mm-hmm. I know it's going to happen. So I can actually prepare for that and mm-hmm. we can have conversations. But it sounds like in this situation, this person's partner wants to spontaneously be like, I just want to, I just want to stay over the night. Yeah, it sounds like it might be the initial agreement is that there's a date happening and then during the date it's like, mm. oh, I'm not going to come home tonight. Mm. I would not feel very comfortable with that, mm. I don't think. No. I don't think that's my no. I don't think that's my vibe. That is not your style. No. Yeah. And this comes back to it's the it's the balance of, 
you know, connection and security and freedom and like weighing those things up, mm. I think. And, you know, where is the where is the value or where is the, you know, where's the greater pull? I think for mm. me, you know, in a situation where if you are uncomfortable to um, for me to just spontaneously stay overnight, I mm. wouldn't really want to stay over the night because I'm not really interested in doing anything where you're feeling uncomfortable. And I know this is controversial. I know couple in the privilege. Po- couple privilege and in the polyamorous space, but, you know, we have been together for 12 years and we have built a life together and mm. we just sort of factor in those things and each other's feelings in pretty significant ways. Yeah, and this this question kind of presupposes that, uh, well, she actually just uh, says it, uh, then I'm comfortable with and it hurts, mm. which implies that maybe she has expressed, and I'm assuming it's a she, she actually doesn't doesn't um, say her gender, but, um, you know, it's it's something that it's clear that this person has expressed it to their partner and mm. their partner's gone, yeah, but I kind of want to be spontaneous, so you're going to have to deal with my spontaneity. Now, that is a pretty precarious position to put your partner in if you're on a date and you're going, we've talked about it, but I'm kind of feeling it in the moment. So I'm just going to override, you know, all our previous discussions and also just kind of run into the fire. Mm. Yeah. And it weighs, again, it weighs it up. It's like, are you comfortable having the sleepover and causing the hurt? Mm. Or do you prefer to not cause the hurt and then just maybe have future situations where there's a little bit more notice, a little bit of emotional preparation and anticipation with your partner so that they can sort of, you know, grapple that and you can talk Mm. about it. Like I would probably go for that option because I just wouldn't feel relaxed being out on a date or staying the night knowing that you were at home hurting. Yeah. Like that's, that's just a terrible time for me. Yeah. That's just not what this is about. Yeah, look, I think it it really comes down to having those discussions and being able to to kind of pull back if you're finding yourself in that moment and obviously the the energy of a date, it's easy to get carried away. Mm. You know? So this this particular partner might be on a date and thinking, "Oh, this is great. I'm feeling great." You know, it's like everything else is at the back of my mind and then suddenly I'm just like, I really want to stay over and, you know, have a crazy time of things. Um, but I, and I, so I think it is in some ways the onus is on the partner to have the restraint or the kind of uh, wherewithal to be, to be able to kind of pull back. And mm-hmm. if they're not able to pull back, maybe they're going a little too hard into situations and they have to figure out a way to, to make it manageable because all of this stuff can happen, I think, but it just has to like it's it would be fine to kind of build up to the the stage where this particular person was comfortable with their partner being spontaneous, but it's certainly not going to happen if the partner is making uh, spontaneous decisions, expecting their partner to be comfortable with it. Like that's not the way to kind of end up having a healthy ability to be spontaneous on mm. dates. Like the best way for this partner to be able to have spontaneous situations on dates is actually to to 
you know, address their partner's concerns and say, fair enough, I don't have to be spontaneous. I can just have fun dates. Mm -hmm. And then in the future, you know, maybe there will be space for me to be a little bit spontaneous. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you. Having that open mind that, you know, keeping the conversation going and maybe in the future there might be a little bit more room for this. But at the moment while there's hurt, maybe just pacing it. I agree with you. Mm. Okay. Mm. Let's leave that one there. Let's move on to the next question. My husband said that if he is fine with me going on solo dates, that I'm expected to give him the same freedom, but I just don't feel that compersion yet. How can I work on compersion? Okay. I very much empathize with this situation because this was you and I when I... To keep on listening to this premium episode of the Evolving Love podcast, you can sign up to our premium subscriber feed at evolvingloveproject.substack.com. Paid subscribers receive two extra podcast episodes each month and access to my full writing archive. So if you would like to gain exclusive access, you can sign up at the link in the show notes or at evolvingloveproject.substack.com.